Hello and welcome to the Laird Wood Podcast. My name is Arkan Village, and today we're going to be doing a special edition of Know the Layers. We are going to be focusing on the followers of the New Star, one of the seven powers of the overworld, and a quickly and rapidly growing cult. Today with me are Brandon and Noah, so say hi guys. Hello. Hello. And I want you guys to take it away. I'm going to let them ask me questions, I'm just going to answer them. Any questions that are unanswered, please send me a message on Anchor and I will gladly tag you in it and I will answer your questions as well. So go ahead guys. So uh, what is their like end goal? Like what do they plan on doing? So like I stated, they're one of they are the one of the seven powers of the overworld and they are trying to erase the gods because a blue star has slowly been growing next to the sun in the last growing years. So they believe that this new star is the progenitor reborn. And they believe that by removing the old gods and removing truth, they're able to acquire divinity for all of the living races. Mind you, this is just propaganda spout by the heads of the church, because the heads of the church know that it's all bullshit and are literally brainwashing people to believe them for funding and to extort them. So, any more questions? Yeah, so now are those the same people that when we were talking a couple podcasts ago on uh, remember where if you believe in a old god that was already existed and get too many get more people to believe in it it could bring them back and then I said about uh, if I made up a god and I had people uh, believe into that I couldn't make a god are these the same people you were talking about no there's an entire group of researchers who are working on trying to bring back an old god as just a way to prove that it can happen, but no. There are also people trying to create fake gods to see how many people they can get to believe it and see if there's just a divine pool floating around somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's not the followers. The followers literally want to kill all gods to try to make everybody a god. At least that's their belief goal. I think it needs to be earned. <laughs> so does truth. But they also believe that they can kill, you know, the inevitability of death, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. I had a question. <laughs> I legit forgot it after. So, um, there are, like, how, how would one become a member if they wanted to? So, I they ask they when you go and ask to join the church they do do a test the problem is if you score too high intellect wise they don't let you join <laughs> because it's, it's sorry too, you're too smart for yeah, us. It, 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 they, they make it is you're right they'll tell people who are smarter than them or they that have a higher level of intelligence sorry your ideals don't really line up with this even if you believe exactly what they're saying your ideals don't really line up with this and the reason is because they have the ability to brainwash people they use a rune magic a, a lost rune that even the fucking university doesn't have yeah and it literally forces you to believe what it believes it turns people from just normal followers into zealots like people will die for this cause because they full-heartedly believe it, even if they don't normally believe it. But that's not the worst thing about them. They do kidnap random people off the streets and turn them into zealots for a church and cause they don't believe in. 
So to join the church, you have to prove that you are below level, below average intelligence. <laughs> oh, I get right in. So, I pretty much walk in the door and they'd be like, "You're in." <laughs> so that—that's how you join. What's this on the wall? No, don't touch that. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was, I lit the torch, not pulled the torch. So, any other questions? Yeah, I did, but I can't remember it. I got. So how roughly, probably, how many people are in? Well, there's a problem with that. You see, the church has two sides. One side are the people who are upfront about being part of the church who are usually like the brainwashed zealots. And then there's the underside that literally hides their presence to find people who would be easy marks. Okay. These people act like they're parts of different faiths or act in subterfuge and try to undermine authority. So it's one of the reasons that the followers are named as one of the seven big powers on the overworld mm -hmm. is because they have a tie to a lot of politics. Like in Farstead, multiple of their uh, nobles want to be gods, but they don't want to work toward it. They just want to become one. So they've joined the church, and then they were brainwashed. Most of the funding comes from them. And then all of their political decisions are made by their advisor who is really just one of the, like, underhand people of the church literally controlling their actions and thoughts. Hmm. So a lot of Farstead's policies lately have actually been under the control of the followers of the New Star. Okay. Now, do you have any fun facts? About the followers? <laughs> yeah. So, None of it's fun, but... Actually, there are some fun facts about them. So the followers' hierarchy... When you are the lowest tier in the church, you are to dress almost exactly like what you would imagine a jester to dress like. You dress in flamboyant colors, you stand out, and that's to catch people's attention. And the reason you want to catch people's attention is so you can try to draw them into your church. Yeah. Once you get a little bit higher, you're given enchanted robes. Um, and these robes, though not incredibly powerful, they do have defensive bonuses, and they are made out of like spider silk which is really tough a lot of people don't know that but spider silk is about as tough as kevlar so it these robes work as a defensive armor even if they look like cloth mm -hmm. and they're enchanted to protect better and hold form without rotting away hmm. um and i guess the most fun fact i would have about them is that like I said, you know how I said the leaders don't actually believe this? The leaders are following the will of a divine-like entity that's very close to truth in power. But he's not a god. He's just really powerful. Hmm. Oh, and the new star that they're all worshipping is an inevitable coming back from a jaunt through the stars to do his job. Ooh. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. You asked for was, fun facts. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to ask about that star. Too. Yeah, I was going to ask because you said it's primarily, I think you said, on the overworld. Yes. So is there like an over uh, a high amount of like humans? Is it, like, uh, most of the people who are part of it are human. Yeah, um, I figure as much. And automata. here's the worst part. A lot... <laughs> There are, believe it or not, there are automata who are in it, though they joined it for the th the research aspect. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would see that. And some of the automata who are in it are actually part of the, like, 
hierarchy, like the true like leaders of it, and know that it's all bullshit. Yeah. And they're just using it as a way to get things that they want. So, any more questions? Yeah, so that is indeed, the star is indeed a inevitable coming yep. back. Like, known fact. Truth knows it. It's one of his brethren. It's one of the... F- he and... Him and this one inevitable that are returning are the last two inevitables. So, truth is the inevitable... The inevitability of death. Mm-hmm. Which, as we all know, will never stop until everyone is dead. The other inevitability that is still existing is the inevitability of change. Nothing like stops change changing. But, that is also fair. So, here's the thing about the inevitable of change is... He's mad. He's what? Mad. Uh-huh. Like, absolutely nuts. No, absolutely nuts. Oh, like, crazy. Like, crazy. like okay. mad hatter crazy. Um, and That's going to be fun. And the reason he's so crazy is, well, he's had to go out into the cosmos to change things. Every expansion in what would be their universe has been caused by him changing something. So he's been out there since effectively the dawn of time changing things. And yet his power still permeates the layered world to the point where it's still constantly changing. Mm -hmm. But the thing about change is there's two different types of change. There's orderly and constructive, Mm -hmm. and then there's chaotic and destructive. Now why why all of a sudden he's coming to Earth? So, yeah, the layered world. Because the layered world, especially like the overworld and like the layers below it, have started to stagnate. They've started to get to the point where they're no longer like building to a technological point. Technological advances. Technological advances. They're not building new cities. They're just kind of like, oh, we'll, we'll do a little war here, a little yeah. war there, but nothing really big. So he's coming back to change in a different way. He left it. He left the fate core with his imprintation of change and constructive. Orderly and constructive manner. But now that that's not working... And he doesn't want to disappear like the rest of his siblings. Mm -hmm. So he's coming back to change it in a destructive manner now. Chaotic and destructive. So, you remember how I said that they were taking orders from something as powerful as truth? Mm -hmm. He is mentally controlling the hierarchy in a way to make Uh, them cause the zealotry, cause the destruction. He's the thing that's messing with the politics. Because as he's doing this, things are slowly falling apart. Mm -hmm. And when something falls apart, what do you do? You either have to adapt or let it be. And if you let it be, it's going to completely get worse and worse. But if you adapt and change because of the destruction of this, you're doing what he needs you to do so he survives. Yeah. The problem is, Truth doesn't want that. Truth wants him dead? No. No. Truth doesn't want his siblings to die. So that's a misconception. He didn't choose to be the arbiter of death. He just is. Mm-hmm. He was created to rule over it, to keep it going. But that's not the problem. Truth is worried that with his brother's return and more people going crazy, more people going on the destruction and causing like mass wars and civil wars and whatnot, there's going to be more deaths yeah. than there are births. And that stops Truth's other job, which is the arbiter of fate. He can't give out fate to people or have people's fates be intertwined if there's not enough people to have those fates connected. Mm-hmm. So he could die too. 
Well, he wouldn't die or, until everybody else is dead. But if everybody else is dead, there's nothing to change it anymore. Mm-hmm. So both would die. It's just the brother wants to come back and change everything in a quick flash. Because then you need to change again. Once the chaotic and destruction is over, you have to go back to the orderly and constructive. Yeah. But if Truth's other side project, like uh, other job of arbitrating fate fails, or he has to stop doing it, the fate core, the thing left by their parent, the progenitor, disappears. Without that, the layered world can't be connected like it is. Yeah. The other worlds would literally shake each other away from each other, dimension-wise, and they'd be separated in a different way. They would no longer be connected with the either stream. The fate core keeps the layered world together. So, if this destruction that his brother is planning happens, fate has not only failed his job, but now has to go and find a way to try to bring back together the layered the layers so he can recreate the fate core. Which, he's not his father. He can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. Okay. Good questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Where I don't know if the, I, this was mentioned. Uh, I think it has, but where is this sun? So, star? the new star, or the inevitable who's coming. So, there's two, right now, two effective suns in the sky. There's a yellow one, which is the normal one. And then there's a blue one that's, right now, about the size of the moon, but it gets bigger every year. Okay. So, unlike Truth, who's adapted his form to match that of the mortal kind... This inevitable that's coming back is his original size and form. He hasn't changed. He hasn't died yet. He hasn't changed his form to match the mortals. So he's still the gargantuan size he was when he was created. So he's coming back. He is huge. But he's also surrounded by the effect of change, the wavelength of change, which is what that blue light giving off is. So it's so it is literally about if you look up at the sun, which is not a good idea. And if you're <laughs> listening and you're a child, never look at the sun. It's bad for your eyes. But if you were to look up at the sun, mm-hmm. it's little off to the left. And because the skies of all of the layers are the same, it's always there in every layer. Oh, okay. <clears throat> connected that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, because you said uh, when there are stars in the sky, except for on um, Clockwork, they're all the same. Right? Well, Clockwork, it's not that the stars well, are different polluted. on Clockwork. Yeah, it's you polluted. just can't see it yeah. because of the pollution in the air. But, yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. So it's just getting, like, how much bigger every, like, every single year? Every year he gets a, like, visual aspect from Earth, a couple of centimeters, which means several yards in real time okay. um, in diameter not in like size but in full diameter he gets much larger um, and that's one of the things that Truth also is fearful of if he were to land with that shroud of energy at his normal size he would wreak havoc on whatever layer he ended up on because mm-hmm. he would land in ev- pretty much every theory would change almost immediately be warped in some random way and be 
absolutely obliterated if it's a city. Because mm -hmm. it wouldn't exist anymore. He would land on it and just be white. Gaunt. Yeah. So just don't be there. Don't be on that layer. But nobody um, knows which layer. Yeah, I know. Because he can be seen from all of them, but nobody yeah. knows which one he's aiming for. He lands, for, but he lands on all so of them at once. How, about how big is he? Uh, about the size of a mountain. Okay. Yeah. I so know, I was just picturing like I was there are several myths <laughs> about gods chucking down mountains on people well, as yeah. punishments. Um, imagine a godlike being just landing that is the size of a mountain to punish everyone. You know, I, I don't know why. I was just thinking he was gonna be so big that his face is just gonna be like the right size of the layer. layer. Yeah. yeah, he he's not that big. Yeah, because all the inevitables were originally created to arbitrate one yeah. inevitability until it faded away. Um. The progenitor created them as he didn't just create them he created them as his children mm -hmm. he loved them dearly and the reason he left was because he wanted them to grow yeah and then some of them started growing in a way that was unintended and was against the rules that were set out by the progenitor so truth being the arbiter of death took it upon himself to do what his father's job should have been which was punish those wrongdoers Truth okay. is the one per one of the is the only inevitable who's ever killed another inevitable. Oh. And he's killed all of the ones that are dead. He's had to kill his siblings over and over and over and over again. And he mourns it every day. Why did he though? He didn't have a choice. It was either that or his father's test project, which was the layered world, is going to be fail. destroyed. Yeah. So the very first. The very first progenitor to a progenitor's child, so the very first inevitable to go off of script, off of what he was supposed to do, was the inevitability of the wilds. So, in effect, there's always nature. Mm -hmm. There's always wilderness. There's always wild creatures. That's fine. That would have been fine if that's what he was doing. Instead, he was imbuing these wild creatures with enough intelligence to make them worship him as a god. <laughs> and then he was using these creatures to slay the mortals because he saw mortality as a way to erase his true calling, which wouldn't be a problem except for the very first rule that the progenitor put out was mortal creatures are not to be slain by the inevitables. Oh, okay. In less specific circumstances, cause it. So even though gods exist... Because they become immortal by by truth's blessing, they don't count as mortal creatures, so they're able to be interfered with by the inevitables. Okay. On the other hand, mortal creatures, even though truth has to deal with them, he doesn't normally kill them. Instead, he's created a kind of a loophole where he has the Uther, who are his servitors, and they exist past death. They are also effectively immortal, and they're trained by truth mm -hmm. in not only combat, in, but in the way of fate. So, he uses them as a sort of policing force. You don't go around and ignore the rules, and I won't wreck whatever kingdom you come from to prove a point. Mm -hmm. uh, even though he punished others for doing exactly what he did, He's doing it in a way that balances fate. Well, so for the wilds, for inevitability of the wilds, 
when he was killing mortal creatures, he wasn't just killing mortals. He was imbuing animals and creatures of the wild with divine abilities so they could kill mortals. <laughs> A wolf come at you. Ah, oh, this ain't nothing. Next thing you know, you're dead. Yeah. Well, he, exactly. That was exactly what was happening. He had certain animals, specifically squirrels. For some reason, he had a fascination That's with hilarious. squirrels. And he was making these squirrels have the power to grow plants inside of people. The fuck? And he, here's the worst part. The, plant would, the, well, the plants would feed on you. They would start growing in you and slowly kill you by eating you away. So it wasn't just killing mortals that was the problem. It was that he was they torturing them in such a way. Plants. So, truth had to kill off his first brother. Mm-hmm. And that sent a shiver down the rest of their spines. Because not only did he kill him, he killed him without any hesitation. hesitation or issue. Even though Truth is the youngest, and he is, Truth was the last inevitable created. He's the youngest, and was told that he would be the least powerful. His power comes from his will to protect the fate core. Mm-hmm. The one thing that ties everything together. So, like, when he started killing off his brother and they started realizing he might be weak, but when he's doing his job, his power increases. Yeah. So they thought, well, if I make it so when I'm doing what I'm doing to mess with the mortal world, if I'm doing it in name of my power or in the name of my job, I should get the same power up. But they were going against the rules. Yeah. Which kind of effectively ignored their jobs, so... It was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And the reason that change was left alone was because he decided to leave to go and start. He's like, all right, I've done everything I can here. I've set up a system where it's going to continuously change by itself. I'm going to go out to the stars and see what I can change out there. Yeah. And he left. While he's been gone, all of the other inevitables are dead. He doesn't even know that yet. He's coming back from... He, he witnessed three of them die. So he knows that at least three of them are dead. He doesn't know that Truth is the last one on the planet. Huh. So he's coming back to a place with no brothers ex- sisters, uh, sisters except for one. That's going to be uh, fun to pick. Well, he's also day. insane because while he was out there, he realized my job is never ending. Yeah. I can never stop changing everything around me. And then that became a loop in his head where he's like... If I don't stop changing every... If I stop changing things, I die. If I don't stop changing things, I'm going to go mad. And it just around in a circle until he went mad. Okay. Uh, and so that... like that's... Sorry that we went completely <laughs> off topic there. Yeah. Yes, it did pertain no. technically to the... The new star. Yeah, yeah, the followers yeah. of the new star. But, hey, you guys got to listen to a little bit of history on the layered world. Yeah, I could keep talking about this all day. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm actually planning. See, now I'm more interested in this than the new star. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing about that. So That's I plan. I actually wanted to talk to you guys about that after we're done with the special episode of Know the Layers. Do you guys want to go through and talk about some of the history of the layer? I um, um, I want to know more history of the deaths of these inevitables. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go through them because there was literally 150 inevitables. Uh, it would well, take a very long time to go through all well, of Well, that would be a good like, I don't, segments. I want to go... 
I want to start where we're at and work mm-hmm. backwards yeah, instead of enough. starting at the beginning and working forward because the beginning was a very long time ago. Yeah. And it'll take forever to get to the present if we do it that way. But I, if we start at the that. present and start moving backwards, eventually we'll reach there without any issues. No, I mean like we could do different a uh, different podcast for that with just for the, that, that's the inevitable. Oh, I mean, yeah, we could do that. If you would like that, let us know. We would be happy to talk about the inevitables. Because oh, then we could do s- small segments of that, and then keep this one going yeah. with know the layers. And yeah. We well, I have. have I'm doing ones. know the layers. I'm doing no uh, people of note. I do have. A, I'm in the middle of typing up one of the histories. Again, guys, I am so sorry that it's taking so long to actually work on these. I've been so busy for the past two weeks. I just got two new jobs, so it's going to be hectic, hectic. but it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I want this to become something I can do for not just myself, but for everybody who's listening, for my friends. And if, you, if you're listening to this and you enjoy it, please spread it around. Tell anyone you want about it. Anyone who you think might like it, let them know. Send them an email. If you need me to send you the links for where we're at, we're in the middle of being even approved for Pandora. Like, we are working on getting everywhere set up, so... If you like what you're hearing, please go ahead and let anybody know. Wide worldwide, variety. we're effectively worldwide. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that st- is that German dude still listening? I don't know. He might be. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, back to topic. Yeah, back to topic. Let's go back to the uh, <laughs> followers and the star that we were. So, what? Uh, any more questions about? Now, that? do they have like a rival? So. Like a rival plan set. Uh. So. Like all churches, even in real life, every church has a subset mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. different like uh, orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, believe it or not, the followers of the New Star do too. There are certain parts of it, like parts of the hierarchy who have created subsets as a way to just collect more money for themselves. Uh. But um, each set has the core belief of, hey, if we kill all the gods, we become gods. But there's other sides to it where it's like instead of killing the gods we could just trap them and use their divine power ourselves we don't have to become gods because if we become gods what's the point mm-hmm. and then there's one who believes that if you collect one token from all of the gods and, com- and one from truth and combine them all together you can effectively create a, to- a super token that gives you the ability to become a divine being now, is that fact? No. Okay. Um, don't get me wrong. You can combine all of the tokens to get one super favor from all of the gods and truth, but that would be the token that you would use to, like, stop a planet from disappearing. <laughs> You'd have to be like, hey, I know, that, uh, I know that we haven't talked in a while, and I know I stopped talking to you after getting your, your token, and then your token, and then your token, and then well, all of your tokens. But, um... <laughs> I need a favor. I'm gonna give you this back, and I need you all to stop this planet that I'm on from dying. This layer needs to not cease to exist, please and thanks. Yeah. Like, if all the gods work together, they can stop a layer from disappearing. If truth, and the problem is, truth can't stop a layer from disappearing by himself. He knows this. Yeah. He's tried. But truth does hold a lot of secrets back from everybody else. 
the only person who knows all all of truth secrets is the Lady of Shades. Yeah. And good luck getting good luck to get either of them to talk. That's the thing. You don't. Nobody knows who Truth is mm -hmm. because he looks like any other mortal. He could. You could literally walk by him on the street and you would never know. And yet, the Lady of Shades always knows. Mm -hmm. They don't. She know. Truth knows why she can tell. And she knows why she can tell. But they ain't telling anybody. Why should I tell you why I'm able to know where my effective husband is, even mm -hmm. though they're not married? Yeah. But. Truth, being as he's nearly impossible to find if you're trying to find him. And the Lady of Shades, who is... You say he's not as hard to find if he, you're looking for him? If you were, no, if, if you were looking for him, he, if he doesn't want you to, you'll never find him. No. Because your fate, because he can see strings of fate, he knows that you're looking for him, and he'll just be like, nope, not touching that string. Nope. Because if I touch that string, he might find me, and I don't want that. The people who usually seek him out are doing it for selfish reasons. Is he able to tell, though? Yes. Okay, well, so he could tell on the intent of what yes. why he's being... Okay. Like, if you're looking to bring somebody back from the dead, a lot of heroes in the past have gone looking for truth to try to bring somebody back from the dead. Truth makes sure that they never find him. Because to bring somebody back without having them go through the cycle of repentance and then rebirth and then ending up in a different... Uh, reincarnated cycle that breaks fate because mm -hmm. even when you're f even when you die your fate doesn't end there whoever you're tied to and whoever they're tied to and whoever they're tied to your fate continues on in them mm -hmm. and eventually you might be reborn in the same cycle like have your like your your new body and new fate tied to your original threat. But if he brings you back, it could literally sever all of those ties. It's pretty much like starting over in a way? You no. Know, you no longer have a fate. Oh. You are completely and utterly at the mercy of whatever happens to you. And he can't do anything about it to help you. Because his job is to arbitrate fate and death. Mm -hmm. He's already broken one of his tenants, which could get him erased. And he has effectively broken the other by erasing you from fate. Yeah. And the scary part is, if you think about it, because they have no fate. Imagine what would happen if, the, if that person went to attack the Lady of Shade City. He can't be erased. He doesn't have a fate for her to mess with. Unstoppable. Almost. And the thing about it is, because he doesn't have fate, he doesn't die. Yeah, he's immortal. Yep. Effectively. Well, that's how the gods become gods. That's how the Uther become Uther. When you petition, you can petition truth to become an Uther. You have to prove combat ability. You have to do something almost as impossible as a god task. And then you're granted Utherism. Which is literally you bathe in truth's blood and it removes your tie to fate. Hmm. Sounds really cool until you realize what it means. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're completely immortal. You never age again. You have all these combat abilities. Entire millennia to master whatever craft you want. But if you die, you cease to exist. Hmm. Everything you have done in the past, which was tied to your fate, wipes clean from history. 
felt like if the Dragon King became an Uther, he he would never been like no one would ever have known his, of him. Yeah, like everything, everything he's done will change. Wiped from memory. Well, uh, wiped from memory. Okay. So would that mean like there would be no such thing as like a slave mark? Slave mark would exist. No one would know how. Okay. It would just be one of those ancient ruins that was discovered. That'd be how it would be described. And the same thing happens with a god, though they don't have to bathe in uh, truth's blood. When you become a god, you have to agree to exit the cycle of rebirth. And it's because you believe that whatever you're doing right now is so important to the world's development that if you are willing to give up the cycle, that you are willing to stop re-existing to make sure that you can keep processing whatever you're doing to make the world's a better place. And that's why those uh, demon kin with golden eyes don't become gods? That's one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. So they understand, well, that and they haven't been able to petition to become gods. There is one of them petitioning to try to become the god of assassinations. That'd be dope. But mm -hmm. truth has given him an impossible task that he's afraid to try to accomplish. Yeah, you're one of the most powerful beings on the world. Go fight and win against No Name. Go fight the person who literally was raised as a slave and wrecked an entire country alone. I don't yeah. care how good of an assassin you are, he knows you're coming. Yeah. And if you get hit by him, full force, No Name has wrecked castles with a punch. I... I I created him as the reason he's kept with no name is because he thought that being named after being set free from slavery is an insult to his mother who wasn't allowed to name him. Mm. So even though no name no longer has a tie to fate, he is the god of combat, god of champions, god of competition, but also the god of freedom. He believes so wholeheartedly in being free that he rose up, broke a slave seal's ability to control him through sheer will, and wrecked a country. Dope. Yeah. He's so powerful that when he got to the capital, like the castle in the capital, he threw 15 punches and the castle was crumbling around the people inside. It took... Five of Truth's Uthers, who have been effectively immortal way longer than No Name was, to stop him. And two of them died in the process. They never killed him? No, because he was destined, his fate was to become a god. From his birth, Truth knew what he was going to be. Mm. And, he, and he's the one god who became a god without asking what his task was or being told what his task was he just knew it no he just did it mm -hmm. it's impossible to break a slave seal control over you yeah doing so is impossible trust me people have tried the only way that you can do it is through a magical thing and that's if somebody else does it to you he did it by sheer force of will no I'm not going to do that I'm not going to listen to you anymore and he did that right there immediately brought him to godhood mm. he is one of the youngest gods 
the youngest besides Alto and Beatrix. In that order, it goes Beatrix youngest, Alto second youngest, third youngest would be No Name. Cool. Though Beatrix is kind of cheating. She was born as a demigod. She was born from... She was born from Arya. Arya gave birth to her. Oh, I'm smiling because we went on another tangent. Yeah, I was <laughs> <gonna> say, <laughs> All right, so let's try this again. Let's go back to the followers of the new star. <laughs> we keep getting off tangent, guys, but hey, it's all in good fun. All yeah. right, so any more questions about them? So um, their biggest area of like base is uh, the overworld. Like, about how many of, like, the, uh, people who quote-unquote, like, hide, uh, like, how much, how many people are in there? Like, the higher-ups? Yeah. Uh, the, the people that they call themselves the hierarchy of the followers, they exist only on the overworld. Oh. Why they only? won't go to any of the other worlds. Why not? Because they believe that if they go to any of the other layers, they're easily going to be found out. Because without their direct influence on their followers, and their followers' direct influence on the zealots, the brainwashing might the brainwashing chain might be broken. Uh, so it's easier to keep everybody in line if you're always there. at the head. Yeah. At the same time, the hierarchy has snuck into every single country's political base. So in Cruz, because the so the Empire of Cruz has a Senate, and the Senate votes on who becomes the new emperor, and if the emperor hasn't, if the previous emperor hasn't decided a successor, um, but they also vote on laws to be passed on to the emperor for approval. So there's two people in the five-person Senate who are part of the followers of the new star. Damn. And then there's a one of the prophetess's closest guards is one of the hierarchy. Hmm. So that right there is a problem. The only yeah. place they haven't been able to get a lot of political pull together is Omog. Because they even if you have political pull, you can't actually control Omog. Because mm -hmm. every single one of the city-states gets a vote. Mm-hmm. On any of their policies, everyone oh, you would have to have everyone. And it's people. really hard to brainwash people who are part who run a city state because they're highly intelligent and very good at manipulating people politically and mentally. Some of them almost like can talk their way out of anything, but at the same time know that they have to pull back when it comes to making decisions to better their people. So, the followers have avoided Omog for now. Yeah. Because they're afraid that if they right now try to go in, they're going to get recognized, and that'll be the end of them. So, they're in Cruz. I've already mentioned the nobles of Sarset, who are under one of their controls. Mm -hmm. um, in Lucos, several of the board of directors at the Arcane University yeah. are under the direct influence of one of the hierarchy. I still want to go there. Yeah. The Arcane University, like art, the University of Arcane Craftworks, is a beautiful place. Think Hogwarts, but with oh, less weird, weird, always shadowy darkness around it, 
and more oh and less castle more giant building of learning yeah so it's not really a castle as much as it's a giant huge scale city sized academy when you go there, you live in the dorms. Free. You don't pay to go there to learn. You just have to prove that you're able to learn. And if you don't show aptitude in what you have signed on for, they won't allow you in. So I could just show up and then go watch this. And then go into their dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Yeah, you know Oniomancy. But do you really know Oniomancy at a level where you can learn about it? I don't know. That's the thing. They'll test you on that. Because if not, they won't accept you. Most of the people who are there who study rune magic don't practice rune magic. They're learning about it. There are automata in the Arcane University. Even though they can't use magic. Mm -hmm. not, because they can they can't, not because they can practice magic, but because they understand it more than people who can practice it. Mm -hmm. So, it's more about your level of understanding on what you're doing and your ability to gain access to more knowledge to increase your understanding of it. Okay. There have been people who have lived at the Arcane University effectively from 10 years old on who are nearing 70 years of age. But they've never stopped learning. It has nothing to do with your aptitude. room and board. Yeah. Well, there's that. I mean, yes and no. You have a free room. They do not pay for your meals. <laughs> they do not pay for your laundry services. They don't pay for how you get clean. Free room. Yeah. <laughs> you have a place to live. The rest is on you. Because that's another thing they test you on is responsibility. Mm -hmm. If you, after so long, sh stop showing responsibility, you're out. Because if you're not responsible enough to take care of yourself, how are, you respons how are we to expect you to be responsible with the knowledge we have given you access to? Yeah, there are runes at the Arcane University that are deemed so dangerous that you aren't supposed to even read about them, and yet the higher ups in the Arcane University who know about these runes experiment with them in controlled environments. But we're off topic again. But we'll get back. To I that. know. I was <laughs> saying, Man, there but, the but at the same time, some of those higher ups are people who work for the followers. See, mm -hmm. I can tie it back. <laughs> but so imagine these people who have access to some of the most dangerous runes which by the way the my, the brainwashing rune came from here yeah was stolen from here it was literally sealed away in a library in Alto's office Alto being a god has a secret library of runes that he studied and deemed oh that's too dangerous and hid away they stole the book on it the problem is they have a corrupted failed version because he perfected it. Yeah. He can literally mine. He can literally brainwash the entire fucking overworld if he wanted to, but he knows the dangers of doing so. Because mm -hmm. when you brainwash someone properly, they become dependent on you. They can't do anything without your say so. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not slavery, if they do anything that they feel might go against what you want, they won't do it. So you'd have to give everyone permission to eat. You'd have to give everyone permission to drink. So they have, what is it, effectively a diluted version because they weren't able to access the rest of his notes. Yeah. Because he encrypts everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the followers are effectively everywhere on the overworld. 
everywhere. Except for Omog. In the trade lands, two of the craft lords are hidden pieces, are called hidden pieces. They are hierarchy above the hierarchy. Oh. There are people who originally funded the church to get all of the profit back and then some. They have no ties to the church officially, but they get random anonymous donations to continue their research because if they stop fund if they hadn't funded them in the first place and they're under magical contract with demons involved so they can't break it mm-hmm. that if they don't keep paying them they their buildings their brainwashing everything gets undone mm-hmm. so that's the thing about you remember how so i'm sure all of you who are listening remember tom <gasps> brandon i'm sure remembers tom because he's still <laughs> sad about it i'm yeah. sure but the power of a deal-making demon is if a deal-making demon rates a contract and both parties agree to it in front of the demon, the demon can make it a soul-binding contract. And the thing about soul-binding contracts is they're not person-to-person. They're lineage-to-lineage. As long as somebody takes over the position that was originally part of that contract in the church, Mm -hmm. they become the new owner of the contract. That sucks. You inherited this. <laughs> you inherited, you must pay this person or else. Mm-hmm. And then, in the case of the craft lord, any one of his children, anyone he's taught his skill and is claimed as the new craft lord, inherits the payday. Deal-making demons, that's why a lot of people fear them. is because in the past, countries used to use deal-making demons to make completely binding contracts. But if you slipped in something that made it so you didn't have to do certain parts of it, you can make it a completely one-sided deal. Because as long as it's not the deal-making demon making like being on the receiving end of the one-sided deal, he's not going to say anything. It's your responsibility to make sure. But if you try to pull that shit on deal-making demon where he's the one on the bad end, he'll kill you. Literally, we'll just sh- while he's shaking your hand, remove your soul and just take you with him. Can you imagine just you have the mark of the deal making demon, but your body is a heap because your soul somewhere in the other the outer reaches? Yeah. More on the outer reaches in one of these history of the layered world places. We might end up talking about that later. We're probably gonna do a secondary episode today where it's all about random things. Yeah. Well, um, so how you said that the followers of the new star infiltrated areas. Has anyone tried to? infiltrate the uh yes polar, and is there anyone now that's so far succeeding and hasn't been like brain so actually yeah so there are two hunters who figured out what was going on <laughs> and they're both hunter. dragons so they're immortal <laughs> yeah but they acted dumb they got in they resisted the brainwashing but acted like they didn't and are slowly climbing up the ranks to figure out who the hierarchy is to make them crumble to the bottom. Cool. That's hilarious. And here's the thing. They act so well in it that one of them is right below the hierarchy, and the other one is uh, just now taking over an entire city's worth of zealots. Mm. The problem is, when you give over mind control to somebody who doesn't believe, he can erase the mind control with a command word. 
Dakota. Well, no one's going. <laughs> nobody knows what it is. But he, because he knows the command words, he's waiting for the day where the other one gets to the hierarchy and then commands that city to break free. So they can all. Well, imagine being somebody who realized, "Fuck, I've been brainwashed this entire time." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you then you go around and start telling everybody, "Hey, those people who are in the followers' church." They're not actually part of it. They were forced to be part of it. You need to help us set them free. Yeah. Now every country's involved. And it's really hard when every country's involved. And then there are gods who will eventually get involved because, well, that's against justice. And as we've discussed (laughs) with (laughs) the lady of justice, Mm -hmm. that's not a good idea. Oh, you've been operating in my city, unjustly making control of people. Okay, I'm going to remove your church from this spared world now. (laughs) I'm going to remove every aspect of your church. And if any one of you are left and you try to restart, I will wipe you from existence. Yeah. So yeah, there are two who have succeeded in infiltrating and are slowly working their way up. Mm. And uh, have there been others that tried to infiltrate? There have been. There was an adventurer once who tried to infiltrate. He almost succeeded. And then he was assassinated. Because he was found out? No, he had a different contract out. Oh. So, he was in the middle of being ornated, which means he was in the middle of being brainwashed, effectively. And he was killed by one of the gold-eyed assassins from Gehenna because, well, he had a debt in Gehenna that he hadn't paid back in almost five years. (laughs) Hmm. So they took out a contract to murder him. <laughs> so close. It, yeah. the, it like it, it sounds ridiculous, but mm, he had nothing I mean, to not do really. with it. Had nothing to do with the followers. But the followers had to then explain how someone who was going through orientation or ordainment ordainment died. Because they're supposed to be when you're going through ordainment, you're supposed to be under the watchful eye of their paladin. Well, what were the paladins doing when he was getting murdered? Yeah. Well, what they said was it was divine punishment from one of the gods' disciples. (laughs) And it it just caused so much stir in one of the in one of the minor villages that happened in. That's funny. Um Like what? Well, several of the villagers then decided that they wanted to be part of the church because how dare this person get murdered by one of the gods? Now I don't want the gods. Yeah, that is fair. It was a really messed up time, and the fact that it worked kind of irritates people, but the Golden-Eyed assassins are going to come out come out and be like, hey, you know, no, we killed him. We don't work for any god. Because they're not supposed to operate on the overworld. Yeah. Yeah. So the only people who are legally allowed to operate on the overworld are people who take contracts through the trade lands. And the trade lands have an exclusion, uh, exclusive contract with each other country stating, hey, look, I understand assassination is not something you really want, but we take, ve- we take pride in making sure that the assassinations are all done because of a correct reason. Mm-hmm. We won't yeah. just assassinate people for no reason. We will bring you the proof afterwards so you understand, but I just want proof, I just want you to say, hey, yeah, you can come in. Well... The Golden Eyes that killed him wasn't part of their group. Mm-hmm. He just came up from the second layer. He's like, yeah, no, I'm going to go murk this guy real quick and then run as fast as I can. 
Oh, they saw the gold, the probably the golden eyes and thought. No. Uh -oh. So here's the thing. Assassinations is under, like I said, under the control of a Sudvik. Yeah. I don't care how powerful of a demon kin you are. It's a nearly indestructible monster, who's now after you because you could have just wrecked his entire contract for that country. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Any more questions, guys? I was gonna kind of say like there wasn't any other like attempts. There have been multiple attempts, but most of the time, the people who are attempting don't understand the rules. So, like I said, they only take people who are Dumb. weaker in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's so, easier to brainwash them. Like I said, me. Oh yeah, you'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there have been attempts. But they either actually do get brainwashed or they get told, I'm sorry, your ideals don't match with ours. And then they yeah. just don't get to join. They're allowed to join the church as members, but not as, like, as part, part of the of actual, actual church. Yeah. yeah. So the two that are in there, like, are um, still not caught yet. Like, nobody knows. Yeah. They haven't even made reports to Hunter's House just in case the Hunter's Fair. House has people in the church. Fair. You said, like, one's out uh, in an island, and, uh... Or, like... One's in a city. There. Yeah, mm -hmm. one's in a city. And he's, like, in charge of all the zealots in that city. Mm -hmm. And the other one is really close to entering the hierarchy. Yeah, that's what... Cool. So. Any more questions? Not about the new star. Alright. So. Then we're gonna end this episode of Know the Layers Here. And then we're probably going to go and immediately jump right into the next segment, which will probably be a history of the layered world. The inevitables. Probably I'm not world. doing that yet. Uh. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening.